friends, and welcome to my treehouse. My name is Miss Adventure, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. You can grab a hold of the rope ladder and climb on up to join me. Watch your step. Grab a cushion to sit on while I try and finish fixing something. Here at Miss Adventure's treehouse, I love having fun, being silly, sharing stories, making new friends, and in the process, learning what makes Jesus so special and what makes us so special to him. What am I trying to fix? Oh, well, do you remember the time we wrapped up our imaginations and the treehouse took off flying like an airplane? I was trying to fly across town again yesterday, and it turns out the battery that operates this thing isn't working. It doesn't have any power. So I'm trying to replace it. Give it a new battery so we can soar above the clouds again. Maybe you can come back and take a ride with me another time. I know today you're here for a story, though. And I've got just the one for you. Let me set this wrench down and find it. And while I'm looking, I want to say a huge thank you to some of my friends who have sent me the most wonderful drawings. Jordan, thank you for your drawing of Tracy and all of the other characters in the story A New Creation. And Perry, thank you for your drawing from The Great Baking Experiment. God has given you both a wonderful artistic gift. Keep up the good work. If you would like to send a picture of your drawing to me, I would love to see it. Your adult can find my email address or a link to our Facebook page in the show notes. And adults, if you and your families are enjoying our stories or have ideas for future ones, I'd love to hear from you in an iTunes review or by email. Well, friends, the treehouse airplane may not be flying today, but we certainly can. Into our story! Today's story is called Vinny, the Vacuum That Couldn't. Vinny lived at the corner of Crumb Street and Messy Way. To be more precise, he lived in the corner of the tiny living room of the house on Crumb Street and Messy Way, tucked between the love seat and the lampstand. Vinny didn't mind being tucked away, though. From this corner, he could see all the goings and comings of Miss Clifton, or Miss C, as the neighborhood children called her, and all her guests. He could see the spills made at parties from kids too young to keep their food balanced on their paper plates. He could see dirty paw prints when the neighborhood cat would sneak past the conversation at the front door between Miss C and the delivery truck driver or mail lady, at least once a week and he could see each and every crumb dropped on the living room floor as Miss C chatted with neighbors over sandwiches and tea, all of which made Vinny happy, because they gave him purpose. Several times a week, Miss C, an older woman with red-rimmed glasses, curly short gray hair, and a smile always upon her face, even when no one else was watching, would gently grab his handle and roll him out of the corner. She would unwind his long black cord, plug it in, and push his red button with the white dot to clean up whatever mess she or one of her visitors had made. Vinny, you might have guessed, was a vacuum, and he loved his life. He loved his owner, the feeling of her warm, aged hand on his handle like a tender hug from a dear friend. And with as many visitors as Miss C had, Vinny loved being useful. He had a sense of purpose, of someone needing him to do what he was created to do almost every day. 
Until one day, Miss C began packing boxes. Small ones at first. Then a week or two later, she had others come and help her pack larger boxes. Before long, all of her belongings were packed away. And Vinny didn't have a good feeling about it. Miss C, Vinny wished he could say, but couldn't speak being a vacuum. Where are you going with all your things? And as he tried to put the pieces of the puzzle together in his mind, Miss C and her friends and neighbors began carrying the boxes out the door. One by one, each box left. Only the big furniture remained. And Vinny. Before walking out the door for the last time, Miss C pulled Vinny from the corner, gave him a tighter squeeze than normal, and with a song on her lips, ran him over every piece of bare carpet in the little house. And then, she left. For several hours, Vinny looked at the perfectly clean carpet. He was very proud of his work. He didn't usually get to vacuum the entire house in one day. Miss C and I are a great team. Didn't we do a good job? He thought. Despite his feeling that something wasn't right with all those boxes leaving the house, then he didn't realize that it was his last day with Miss C. His last time to feel her warm embrace as they worked together to clean the floors. But as hours passed, and then a couple of days, he realized Miss C was not coming back. Sadness started to come over him like a dark rain cloud. He no longer had any work to do, nothing to occupy his days. No crumbs to look forward to eating or muddy shoe prints to erase. No purpose. He spent the next day sulking, wondering if he would ever feel purposeful, useful, again. He felt all alone in the little house. Even his neighbor, the lampstand, was gone. Vinny heard something. It sounded like keys. Miss C, did you come back? He hoped. Vinny noticed Loveseat straighten from her slouched position at the noise. Slowly the handle turned and in walked someone neither of them had ever seen. This someone was much younger than Miss C. His skin tone was lighter than hers and his hair shorter. Oh boy, a new person to use me, Vinny shouted to himself excitedly. It wasn't Miss C, but he was a human, and humans had all the necessary pieces needed to vacuum. Arms, hands, and legs. He was hopeful to have purpose again. As the man carried his own stack of boxes into the house, Vinny noticed holes in the young man's jeans. He also noticed the way he appeared to have not combed his hair in weeks. And more than one ketchup stain on his shirt. I'm not so sure this man is going to be interested in tidying the house, he said as his heart sank. He definitely doesn't seem interested in tidying himself. I may never be used again. As the days went on, it appeared that Vinny was right. When the man moved boxes in and unpacked them, packing peanuts and little bits of trash went everywhere and stayed everywhere. And while the man spent lots of time in the house, just like Miss C, he spent his time staring at a huge screen on the wall, sleeping, reading books, and eating a lot. And I mean a lot. 
He never as much as looked in Vinny's direction, despite the mess growing around him. Hey, Steve, said the young man as he opened the front door. Nice place, Blake, said Steve. The two gave each other a silly secret handshake. It was so silly, Vinny forgot about being sad and almost laughed out loud. Thanks. It's so nice having my own house. I never have to clean and I get to play video games as much as I want, Blake told Steve. Vinny wanted to disappear. His hopes of being useful again, someday, were dashed. He watched as the two guys each opened a bag of chips and started playing a video game together. Hope began to rise in Vinny's eyes again. Vinny loved potato chips. They always made a mess and meant he would be useful in no time. Sure enough, it didn't take long for crumbs to drop on what used to be clean carpet between Vinny and the television. Surely that man, Blake, will have to use me now, thought Vinny. He looked up from the crumbs and noticed muddy footprints. They must have come from Steve's shoes. Double yay! Vinny wanted to shout and dance. Surely when Steve leaves, Blake will plug me in and let me do what I was created for. Then he'll find out how helpful I am. But Steve left. And Blake continued on with his day. The crumbs stayed right where they were. Obviously not a bother to Blake like they were to Vinny. Nor the muddy footprints. Hours and then days went by. Blake came and went. But the crumbs and mud... They stayed. I've got to be useful, thought Vinny. Even if Blake doesn't see the need. He couldn't stand the sight of the crumbs any longer and began devising a plan, Operation Crumb Attack. Plan A, said Vinny to himself. When Blake is out, I will roll over and clean up the crumbs myself. I'll be like one of those robot vacuums that moves on its own. They don't need people. It would mean he didn't get a warm hug on his handle, but at least he would be useful. Now, how do I roll? If I wiggle my brush bristles back and forth, I bet that will do it. Benny waited for Blake to leave the house the next morning. As soon as the door was closed and Vinny heard the jingle of the keys disappear, he stretched his brush bristles with all his might. Just a little more, he told himself. He pushed and stretched and didn't budge. Not even a half inch. He felt as if the crumbs were laughing at him. After a moment of disappointment, Vinny regained his composure. I'm not giving up. This calls for plan B. He spent the rest of his day thinking. Thinking about how to be useful. There had to be a way. Aha! The idea came to him several hours later, after Blake had returned home and was plugging a cord coming out of his wall into his phone. Miss C always plugs me in before she uses me. I bet if I can get myself plugged in, I'll have that mess cleaned up in no time. But how? That night, as Blake went to bed, Vinny had his plan B all figured out. The electrical socket he needed to plug himself into was only the length of Miss C's arm away from him, and she had short arms, so it wasn't very far. 
He remembered the way she had danced while vacuuming on days she was extra happy. And when she had, her skirt had swished this way and that. I just need to dance, and my cord will swish. If I do it just right, I can get it to land in the socket. Then I'll fall against the wall, which will push my red button. He pictured Miss C dancing in his mind, remembered a song she often danced to, and let loose. Only Vinny's dance party started and ended in his mind. No matter how much he wanted to shake his groove thing, it just wouldn't shake. I'm a failure. I'll never get to be purposeful again. He thought back to his days with Miss C. Oh, how he missed her. She was so joyful and full of life. And most of all, she liked to put Vinny to good use. She understood his value and appreciated him. Vinny thought for hours all through the night and into the next morning, trying to devise another plan. Plan C would have to work, but Vinny couldn't think of any other ideas. None. If he couldn't move on his own, and he surely couldn't seem to, there was no way he'd get to be useful and vacuum the mess again. The phone interrupted his sad thoughts. Hey, Mom. Sure. Yeah, I'd love for you to. Oh, in 30 minutes? Uh, okay. Um, sure. I'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. Vinny felt hope rising in him, but wasn't sure why. But then he watched Blake move faster than he had ever moved before. He was putting things away, tidying. Yes, I do believe this might be the best day of my life, Vinny wanted to shout. He watched carefully as Blake moved his video game controller to a drawer, gathered his clothes that were thrown about the living room to deposit them in the dirty clothes hamper, and wiped the small table in the living room with a wet rag, taking an extra moment to scrape off something sticky. Blake stopped and looked at the living room. There, that's much better. I think it'll be Mom approved. But then his eyes fell to the floor, and he stopped in his tracks. He's noticing the dirt and the crumbs. Vinny felt more hopeful than he had ever felt, even with Miss C around. Vinny stood tall and proud. There you are, vacuum, said Blake as he hurried to grab Vinny's handle. Ah, uh, it is so good to be hugged, thought Vinny as Blake pulled him away from the wall and started to unwind the cord. That's it, Blake. You got this. Before Vinny knew it, his cord had been plugged into the wall again. He's going to push my red button. I get to be useful, shouted Vinny as he roared into action, cleaning up crumbs and mud and packing materials and too many other messes to name. Being useful again put a smile on Vinny's face, a big smile. He ate up every last piece of yuck on the floor, even the ones no one could see. He couldn't do it on his own. No way, no how. But with Blake's help... Vinny was fulfilling the purpose he was created for and loving it. Just as he finished the best cleaning job of his life, the doorbell rang. Hey, Mom. Hi, Blake. His mom looked around. Nice house. Thanks, I like it a lot. 
And it's clean. I'm impressed. Your floor is spotless. Want to come help me with mine next? Vinny beamed from the corner. Oh, Mom, I honestly just cleaned up for you. But now that it's clean, I kind of like it better. Maybe I'll do that more often. Would you like a snack? Sure. You even have food around here? I'm extra impressed. Blake rounded the corner with two half-eaten bags of potato chips. Perfect, his mom laughed. And so did Vinny, a laugh of delight and hope, knowing that as he teamed with Blake, he would have the opportunity to be useful again. Friends, I know Vinny would be proud of the way you listened today, making use of those ears God gave you. And so am I. It made my heart happy that Vinny got to have purpose again, doing what he did best, cleaning. Do you like to clean? I don't really enjoy cleaning, but do you know what I do enjoy? Seeing the fruit of my cleaning, a clean house. I love that so much. So do I. Oh, Miss C, I'm so glad you came by to join us today. Would you like to climb up the rope ladder or ride up on the pulley swing? My old legs could use a good workout. I'll use the ladder. Kids, this is my friend, and Vinny's friend, Miss C. Hi, kids. It's nice to meet you. And I'm with you, Miss Adventure. I do love a clean house. It makes me feel calm when my house is clean. And I do feel purposeful when I'm cleaning. It's not all bad. Just like Vinny, huh, sweetie? I guess so. Poor guy didn't get used for a few weeks. He was so sad. Shame on that Blake for not cleaning up my house. I, I mean, his house. I did love that old house. I think he learned like us that a clean house is so much better to live in. And I think Vinny learned a lesson, too. A lesson that reminds me of Jesus. Oh? What lesson did he learn, Miss C? He learned where the power comes from to fulfill his purpose in life. What do you mean? He learned that he had to be plugged into the wall before he could be useful, and that he needed a person, either me or Blake, to plug him into the wall. He couldn't go eat up those crumbs on his own, no matter how hard he tried. Oh, how I miss those kids that would drop crumbs all over my floor. They were so sweet. That's true. He didn't have the power himself to do what he was created to do. But what can that teach us about Jesus, Miss C? Well, it reminds me of part of the Bible. If I tell it to you, maybe it will make more sense. It's in the book of John, chapter 15. Jesus is talking with his friends about plants. I didn't realize Jesus was a gardener. I don't know if he gardened or not, but the people he was talking to must have known a lot about gardening, because they understood his story. I bet you understand more about gardening than you realize too, Miss Adventure. Have you ever seen a branch that was cut off of a tree? Sure, we cut some branches off of our peach tree a few weeks ago. When a branch isn't attached to the tree, what happens to its leaves and its fruit, Miss Adventure? They get all brown and dead-looking. And if there's any fruit on them, it gets gross. That's right. Do you know why that is? Well, I think it's because the branches get the food they need from the roots of the tree. So if the branch isn't attached to the tree, it can't get what it needs to survive. 
Like if we didn't get any food or water for a long time, we couldn't live either. That's exactly right, Miss Adventure. See, you are a gardener and you didn't even know it. I wouldn't go that far, Miss C, but thanks. So Jesus tells his friends this. I am the vine and you are the branches. Wait, Jesus isn't a plant. He is a person and he's God. He's telling us a story to help us understand misadventure, just like you do. Okay, I'm listening. He said, Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Oh, that makes me think of Vinny. He couldn't do anything fruitful or purposeful without being plugged in. But what does abide mean? Abide means to stay connected. So to be purposeful and produce peaches, your peach tree branch had to stay connected to the tree. For Vinny to be purposeful, he had to stay connected to the plug where the power came from. And for you and I to be purposeful in our lives, we have to stay connected to Jesus. Oh, that's why Vinny's story reminded you of Jesus, huh? Because he had to be connected to the power outlet to have power? And we have to be connected to Jesus to have power? Yes, dear. Jesus has power. And he's so good and loving and wants to give us his power so that we can do great things. That's exciting. But how? How do we abide or stay connected to Jesus? Well, we spend time with him and follow him. And we can do that because we have his Holy Spirit living inside of us after we make the choice to follow Jesus and let him lead our lives. That makes sense. Even in my story writing, when I talk to Jesus and listen to his voice and follow him, that's when he gives me story ideas for our friends. I think it's true of everything in life. That's right. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, kids, can you think of something that Jesus has given you the power to be purposeful in in your own life? Maybe cleaning up the house when you really didn't want to, or becoming friends with a new kid at school, or talking with a friend about what you've learned about Jesus? We need Jesus' power for everything. And now I get it. I just need to plug my treehouse airplane's battery into the port right here to have the power to fly. Whoa. Hang on, friends. Here we go. Wave goodbye to everyone down below. Never forget that Jesus loves you and stay connected to him. See you next time, friends. Bye-bye.